You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, culture consultant and founder of Liberty Mind, and I want to inspire people to create unique company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations and employees about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. Hello, and welcome back to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. This episode is a special bonus episode, all about culture confessions. Throughout this season, you've heard from myself and many other people about their experiences around company culture, but what I also wanted to do was hear from all of you. So I got onto LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter, and you all decided to share your stories with me, which I am so grateful for, because Many of you tell me these stories when I'm out and about and I tell people what I do. They often tell me their absolute horror stories of company culture. It's often very much on a spectrum. Either I hear the great things that their workplaces are doing or I hear the absolute worst. There's never quite um, that in between because mediocre never is quite as good as a shock horror story. So I would like to say thank you to all of you who sent in your culture confessions, your stories about the shock or horror that you experience in the workplace. And I wish that there were no such stories as this, but unfortunately that is not the world we live in. And we're still facing so many struggles in the workplace, so many outdated and archaic practices which are stifling us and the businesses that we work for. So in today's episode, I'm joined by two guests who have already made an appearance on this podcast, but I enjoy their company so much, and I know you will do too, that you won't mind that they're back again. So today, I'm joined by Lee Carnahan, who joined me a long time ago, in fact, on one of the very first episodes of Make It Thrive. Lee is an operations manager for a UK employee screening company. And I'm also joined by Amy, who, Amy Bull, who joined us again on the podcast earlier in the seasons. And Amy is a good friend of mine and also an incredible content marketer. And I am so so lucky that both Lee and Amy have decided to join me on this podcast. I like to think of this podcast episode as somewhat of a pub conversation, something you would enjoy, um, you know, listening to as if you're overhearing a good conversation at the pub. So yes, we all had a tipple while we were recording this because it was late at night and it just helped us to um, have a good time. So yeah, I suppose it's time to get this episode going so that you can really enjoy it. And hopefully you will have as much fun as we did. Um, and disclaimer, there is some, let's say, juicy language used on this episode. So if there are any small children about, I would highly recommend you probably don't listen to this while, while they're around. But thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody to the bonus episode of season seven where tonight, yes, we are recording this in the evening with a little bit of a drink. Um, We are doing culture confessions. So we have very kindly been sent lots of confessions by people who have experienced good, bad and ugly company cultures. And tonight I have Amy and Lee with me who we're going to be talking about these confessions and whether they're good, bad or very ugly. And just seeing where the conversation takes us. So thank you so much to Lee and Amy for joining me for this episode. Well, thank you. Thanks for it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Um, so I know you're both tentatively excited because I haven't shared these confessions with you both. Nope. This is completely fresh out of the bag. And as I was saying to Lee and Amy before we hit record, um, all of the details have been omitted from these confessions so that nobody gets in trouble. <laughs> sadly, I, sadly admitted. <laughs> sadly admitted, sadly, sadly. Um, you say that, Lizzie, but we have no way of verifying that you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> 
So I just want to thank everybody who has shared these with me on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and who has reached out to me and trusted me with your stories because that is, yeah, I'm very honoured and I hope I do you all justice. And um, apologies in advance if we don't get around to your story um, tonight, but thank you to those of you who, who did send them in. So we will get started with the first one. Are you guys ready for this? Woohoo! Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, this is the first one. So, my boss believes that our culture is an excuse to educate us on the finer things in life. Oh, God. While I'm not really complaining because we have had some extraordinary experiences, opera, fine dining, etc. The thing that gets me frustrated is that he tends to live in a world where he really thinks we are mere uneducated mortals that need to be polished up in any circumstance. For example, if we go out to a posh restaurant, he outright refuses to let anyone order just plain old chicken and chips. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What? I don't know. I think I hate him already. I, I really like chicken and chips. I don't know. I just... Mm. Ladies first. Go on, Amy. Anyway, what do you think? I'm just a bit stunned, to be honest. I mean, yeah, like like you said, it is nice to have these experiences, but it is quite belittling also to be felt like, poor, poor you, poor you employees. I'm so sorry you've had to live this awful life. Like, let me... Let me educate you in the world of the finer things. It's like, you know, in the office where they have the finer things club. It's like <laughs> the finer things club, but they haven't, like, they don't want to necessarily be involved. Yeah. Yes. Preaching. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, like, a, bit it's like a breakfast at Tiffany's kind of situation or like a clueless where they're kind of being like morphed into something yeah. that they're not. <laughs> Big yeah, mistake. Yeah. Huge. it's it's a shame we're not recording video we got the finger wave there like listed beyonce finger wave i think is like i just went pretty woman did did that not come across in my um (laughs) body language oh my gosh yeah very pretty woman yeah the thing is it, it it doesn't sound that bad when, when you know, when you sort of read it. It's like, oh, we get to go on all these nice, we get to go to posh restaurants or do whatever it is. But it kind of sounds like it's it's basically all the things that he likes doing. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But has he checked with anybody else what they like doing? It kind of reminds me of one huge multinational that I used to work for that makes fizzy drinks. I can't mention their name. What anyway. What do they rhyme with? <laughs> <Smoke>. <laughs> uh, um, let's call them smoke pop drinks. Um, and one year, the, 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 the prize for coming first for achieving all of your sales targets was to win tickets to Robbie Williams. Well, it's like, I don't like Robbie Williams. So where's the incentive? <laughs> I don't... I'll just sell them on the black market if I win. I don't like Robbie Williams. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice but Anyway, it just kind of sounds, this guy is probably, it sounds like he's trying to do the right thing, but just sort of going about it in a bit of a, like, yeah, patronising. Yeah. Patronising. Well, or, yeah, patr- slightly patronising way and just not, why don't you just ask your employees or your team, what, what, would, what would you like to do, guys? Yeah. 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 Particularly collaborative. No, it's a no. top-down thing, isn't it? It's a bit kind of. Yeah, from on high. Um, yeah, maybe he's a bit of a culture. What's a culture vulture kind of thing? And <laughs> yeah. but, um, I don't know. Is it good, bad, or ugly? Oh, I'm a bit. It's not ugly, is it? It's it's just it's just a bit bad. I think, isn't it? Just a bit bad. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, it's not the worst. I mean, it's like first world problem, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boss wants to take me to you know. Har- oh, what's what's that one they go to in Ab Fab? What's that? They go to that. <laughs> is it the the Oh my god, the restaurant in the clothes shop. Where, where do they always go? Oh god, wherever. Anyway, that posh place where they all, you know, it's like going to Bluebird on the King's Road. You know, Terence Conran's bloody restaurant. It's just like it's horrendously expensive, and you feel like you, sh- you should kind of enjoy it because of that. It's like no, it's just really expensive. <laughs> All you want is some chicken and chips. Yeah, and all I want is a chicken and chips. <laughs> I'm quite happy with 
Yeah, you know, oh. it's fine. So we're kind of saying pretty, pretty, pretty bad, but like in between good and bad. Like he's not, he's not being awful, but he's no. being more considerate. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's sort of, yeah. It, it, what is it? It's, it's a poor level of consideration, but it's still consideration. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tepid yeah. consideration. It's like, it's like his perfect life expensed. Like that's yes. what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He just yeah. claims it all back, basically. Yeah. It's a oh, jolly. Fifteen for the opera. Yeah, get that in. Get that receipt in now. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's what it screams. Of. It does, doesn't it? That's what I thought. It's like, oh, we'll do all the things that I like doing, and then I can claim them back. It's like, yeah. mm, not sure it works like that. It's like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I love yeah. That. I love Bad, I guess, because it's not good and it's not ugly. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It sounds ungrateful like though, because I feel like I'd probably. I know that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You sound. It's a bit like yeah. It's that. It is. It is that. It's like oh god, I better. I better go for it and try and win these Robbie Williams tickets because people, you know. It's like not everyone gets the chance to go and win Robbie Williams tickets. Like, well, yeah, but imagine if you're like, I'd actually prefer Gary Barlow. So... <laughs> oh. Well, I do. Awkward, That's the thing. It's like, stop it. <laughs> like, awkward. What if they made me introduce myself to Robbie on the, on the night? It's like, look, Robbie, I really prefer, you know, Gary. And at a push, I'll listen to Mark. But you, no. Like... <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. So the next one then, we've got a bit of a an average one there with yeah. the boss and his expensive taste. Um, that's an average, guys. Um, so the next one we have is years ago when I worked in retail, I will never forget when the assistant manager would determine whether to interview someone for a role based on how good they looked. Funnily enough, the fashion brand doesn't exist anymore. But to this day, I'm still hyper-conscious about my looks, even as an adult, because I'm so afraid someone would turn me down for an opportunity because of the way I dress or how I look. Crazy how one toxic experience can taint you for life. Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit sad. I'm unsurprised, though, to be honest. Hmm. Which is probably even more sad. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's... that's Terrible. I would agree. I think there's, I there's like... a reason retail brands are dying. Yes. <laughs> Was this your own confession? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, honestly, it's so it wasn't silly. to work in Mountain Warehouse, was it, Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just about to go under, aren't they? Um, yeah, I no, that does. Like a hiker. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't know what a hiker looks like these days. Certainly not <laughs> one from one twenty-five years ago. But isn't everything has become so like fashion orientated now? He's like you, anyway. But no, that th this poor person, you know, ended up feeling like that because of that. You know, uh, that that what were they only picked because of the way they looked or or, mm. or what? And, and if if you don't go in with that expectation or knowledge, then yeah. Um, that really can undermine your sense of confidence in in the reason that you're there and and you're um but obviously if you know if you're applying to be a model or something like that then you know there's a there's already a precedent there that's set where well, you're going to be picked for your looks that's the that's the point but um no just doing sort of uh, i don't know what, what, what sort of i guess an everyday job i mean i can't i can't well i can because i'm going to say it anyway <laughs> so that there was a I have to say this very carefully now so that you don't get sued. Uh, <laughs> again, for, for former employer, you know, big, big fizzy brand multinational that, <laughs> that doesn't rhyme with Pepsi. Um, there was an internal rumour on the grapevine that, that staff were hired for their looks to some degree. I don't know if that's true, I'm, I, but again, it was a bit like, you know, oh, right, okay. Uh, well... Looking around, uh, I certainly wouldn't have hired about four hundred of the people that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Just like, <laughs> but you know, no, it just kind of like undermines your self self esteem, doesn't it? A bit with that yeah. sort of policy. It's like certainly in retail, I, I can, 
I'd certainly got to know about you, Amy, but customer service in this country has not got a great reputation. And I think, you know, we could all take a leaf out of, um, you know, the Americans book or the Australians book where they, you know, customer service is, is usually second to none. And, you know, I think those skills are so undervalued in this country um, Mm -hmm. that if you can find those people that have, you know, supreme customer service skills, that will do your brand, you know, much more um, benefit than, than the surface kind of look and look and feel. But uh, who am I? Maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. I think it's hard because with this experience as well, it was so many years ago. And I think Mm. we've we've come on only just recently in terms of, you know, like body positivity and things Mm. like that. So, Mm. you know, I remember because like most teenagers, I worked in a retail job (laughs) um, in my early days. And um, I remember in the shop I worked in, they didn't go above a size 14. Oh, really? Ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, that was yeah what sort of you know I'm trying to think of my age now gosh like you know over 20 years ago (laughs) and it's kind of like no surely not it's crazy to think that back then you know I used to have to go and pretend pretend to go like someone came up to me and was like do you have a bigger size I would actually pretend to go to the stock room to look for their size because I felt so bad saying yeah we don't do your size oh so I was just like, oh, yeah, we haven't got any of those in stock because I just didn't want to say, no, like this brand is, you know, fattest, basically. Oh, they didn't actually make Sizes. the goods above a size no, 14. No, they didn't make the goods above, above a size 14. Oh, that is, that's um, ugly. That is, yeah. that's, that's yeah. definitely that's Yeah, let's lump this, well, we'll lump that one and the other one in with ugly. Then. Let's, <laughs> let's just do that. <laughs> that's not nice at all. I think it's very no. much of that time, though. Yeah. So I used oh, to yeah. work. Yeah, in, in retail as well. I, I was absolutely not hired <laughs> for that reason because I was going through my absolute wild streak and would just turn, I'd literally like go out and then just rock up the next day. <laughs> so, so I was not hired, yeah, for my good looks and presentation. <laughs> probably my customer service (laughs) no definitely my customer service I was in that job for quite a long time but yes they didn't they also didn't go above a certain size but I also think now as well like like you said Lizzie diversity is celebrated but in a much more like like unique way like okay Mm. cool like that's that's how you want to dress like that's how you have interpreted what you've chosen to stage, do you know what I mean? So it's a lot yeah. more like mm, people mm. are, I think, more accepted for their unique style and the way that it's not such like this is a fashion trend that you all have to follow. Yeah. But hopefully now that that is kind of working its way out. Mm, I'd like to mm. say perhaps I'm being way too optimistic. <laughs> Let me just take these rose tinted glasses off. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I, I, I broadly agree with that, Amy. I think I've noticed over the last 10, 20 years or so, certainly compared to when I was a teenager at school, for example, there was one haircut that was the in haircut that you had to have. You know, that there are a couple of brands of trainers that were the only acceptable ones, you know, and and God, God if you walk down the street with green hair or pink hair, like some, you know, some people do these days, or even dreadlocks, you know, it's... It, you can do that now and hardly anyone bats an eyelid kind of thing. And yeah. it's, it, but back, back in, you know, back in the day, uh, no, I think we were much more, um, you know, like you said, Lizzie, sort of, there was, um, you know, there was one fashion trend that you followed and, and kind of that was it. Uh, but now it's much more diverse. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to say, cause you know, it's, well, God, even if you, if you go to London, especially, or any huge like Manchester or Birmingham, I guess as well, there are so many different people there, um, you know, mm. looking in so many different ways that um, what is normal anymore? There isn't, you, you just can't identify that one trend. It's, mm-hmm. but no, let's, this, this is ugly. This is just, this just plain is, ugly. Yeah. We hate <laughs> ugly. We hate this. this is going in. <laughs> hate hate it. Ugly, ugly bin. Yeah. This is going <laughs> to the depths of hell. This is, yeah. what, this, this is what this is going to. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is an, this one's quite a, a a long one, so bear with. So, 
I once worked in a company that was very set on the old mindset of this is how we do it. After a tragic incident, it appeared that the company had started to change. All the signs were positive, but after the aftermath had settled, everything went back to normal and nothing really changed. So I decided to steamroll ahead with how I felt the company should be running. However, quickly, I realised I was building barriers because I wasn't afraid to call out bad bad decisions with evidence in hand. You can just about imagine how annoyed many of the managers and senior leaders were that I wasn't falling into their way of doing things. So when it came round to my appraisal, I was given a poor appraisal, and guess what? No bonus. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, and I made the painful decision to leave. I loved my job, but detested working for the company. I truly thought I could change the culture, but in the end, couldn't do it on my own. Mm. Mm. Couple of things. Couple of things here. Go for it. What was the tragic? I know. That is. I feel like that's a key. That will obviously make it really stand out who it is, though. Yes. If we know that that detail. (laughs) Also, this is someone that I would be friends with. He's steamrolling ahead and to be like, I'm going to change the culture. I don't care if you like it. I want to be friends with this person. <laughs> Who is it? What yeah, is they it sound pretty <laughs> epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where I feel like you would try so hard and you would be really, really passionate about it. And then you would just feel so defeated when... Mm. It's just met with such a brick wall of ignorance, I guess, is like the only way that you can describe it. And maybe people's egos are getting involved, which, again, is quite an old school Mm. tactic, isn't it? Like, it's not what's best for the company. It's what's Mm. best for me and my position. And perhaps this challenges that. Mm. Um, But yeah, this is is actually awful because I can seriously imagine how defeated and deflated this person must have felt. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're right, Amy. That's um, the the other thing that stood out for me. It seems seems like it was it was kind of just them, Um, and I'm not sure how big the company was. But in any case, even if it's only sort of ten or fifteen people, um, if you're just one person, you you are swimming against the the tide there. Um, And depending on, I guess, your seniority, you're going to limit in some way your your ability to actually execute any kind of change anyway. Um, because yes, you can be as positive and and constructive as you like at whatever age and whatever position you're in. But if, if the people around you who, if you like, have their ha- you know hands on the, on the levers of power in, in the company, if, if they're not won over or they're not on your side or, or with you in, in some way, then, well, you, you, you know, it, I'm not surprised she left or he left um in in the end because i can imagine yeah just how um disappointing uh, and actually exhausted mm-hmm. th- that they probably were because of you know trying to trying to uh, you know bring about that change that was promised if you if you like or committed to up front but then over time it became clear that actually it was just window dressing it's just tinsel on the tree you know and uh, well you know we're not really going to change anything we'll just we'll just dress it up like we are mm. um which is yeah very very disappointing, but I think it kind of highlights that other issue that the people um, who are running the company don't perhaps understand that what they're actually running or creating or or managing is is a culture. Um, yeah. Yes, they're running a business. That's just a technical sort of framework of it. But actually, what you're dealing with every day is people's behaviour and and their values and their ideas and their attitudes. Because um, that's what gets stuff done in a company, right? Mm. It's not titles or or anything else. It's if you don't understand that you're actually managing a culture and you're growing that, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to say really. I think that's quite a fundamental mistake to make. But yeah, no, this is I, I, I don't know, Amy. Bad. It sound, kind of sounds ugly to me. In, in a this is really <laughs> ugly, and I feel mm. as well. Here's the thing with this one is that we all know that person that's putting their head above the parapet and saying, this, this is wrong, like what we were doing is wrong. They were, they probably felt like they had the backing of mm. other people because mm. people, obviously 
it's not just like one person, a whole company that would have been feeling that way. So they would have felt like, okay, I have the weight of other people. And then we all know that those other people would have stayed silent mm. as well, because, you know, people will, you know, like bitch and moan and have these little conversations, especially when they're really frustrated. But so many people then actually, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but definitely reluctant to mm. maybe like have an awkward conversation or a challenging conversation or a bit of, you know, controversy. Yeah. People shy away from that. Well, actually, I think once you have those kind of conversations, like that's when you really overcome things. Mm. But And I don't know if it's British culture, mm. but I feel like a lot of people are definitely scared to have yeah. those conversations. But it's such a shame because once you get over that, you know, the, the awkwardness or the challenge or whatever it is, like so much more is accomplished once you have those kind of interactions. Mm. Yeah. So it is a shame because I mean I bet they've lost like a really valuable employee in that as well. Mm. So. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think you're right as well. Yeah, on that actually, because in terms of the, I think there is something in British culture. It's very hierarchical still, uh, you know, mm. and very um, uh, class ridden. And I think um, there's very much still a, a, an attitude of don't don't say boo to the goose, don't don't upset the apple cart, don't rock the boat, and even when actually that's not what you're trying to, this person was trying to do. They were trying to actually honour what was committed to in the first place and, mm. and bring that to life and, and see it through, which is actually, that's exactly what they should have been doing. <laughs> um, and I don't know how they went about doing it, but obviously there's there's a, you know, you do have to be careful about how you go about challenging the people <laughs> who might have positional power over you. Certainly, you know, they can get very protective over their positions, but um um if if once you get past that um uh, the, the the idea that are you challenging me no no oh, yeah. i'm what i'm trying to do is achieve the goal that that mm. you 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 said we were trying to achieve and this is how i think we can do it and i yeah i, th I think that that's often lost in in translation um when, when people you know, at sort of, I don't want to say the lower levels. I'm trying to think of it. That's not, you know, you posted something Down about floor. phrases. Yeah, on the shop floor. What I, I don't know, you know, the, the younger people, the less experienced people perhaps, or even more experienced people, it, it, when they're not encouraged to bring their ideas to the table um, and they're not, those are, even if they are and those ideas are not considered in, in a sincere light, then, well, what are you going to get? You'll end up with an obedient culture and a, you'll just end up with, yeah, um, obedience basically, <laughs> and that's yeah. that's no good in a when you're trying to make sure a company's evolving so it stays afloat and grows, you know. Mm. So anyway, yeah. Do you know what I think? What really resonates with me is in this story is two things. I think stories like this, like I I feel, are going to become more prevalent over the next year because the amount of companies that maybe last year tried to do something really dramatic with their culture and were like, mm. oh, it's okay, we're going to try and, you know, fix this and fix that. And then after, because like with this as like a tragic incident that stimulated the culture change, which I think has happened for a lot of businesses over the past year, you know, all of a sudden everyone's dispersed and communication mm. isn't as good. And so people start to think about culture. And I think this kind of catalyst effect, while it's good that it's triggered the conversations, I don't know how long the change will last with people mm. does that make sense it's yeah, like yeah. oh yeah we need to think about culture but then it's like oh because we're all kind of back together now we're all just kind of falling back into how we did things do we really mm. need to think about that anymore mm. it's kind of I don't know whether this story is going to become quite a an occurrence to be mm. honest over the next mm. year as people go back to work and the the interest in culture and, and creating something that is more resilient and agile like we will get a bit too comfortable again Mm, no, I think yeah. that's a great point, actually, Liz. That's a really good insight because I think <clears throat> what's <clears throat> isn't there under, like a number of days or something like thirty or sixty days to, it takes to kind of form the basis of a new habit, and yeah. that that's not even um, doing anything about the old habit that you had, right? That that doesn't go away, um, yeah. does it? It's still there, lurking in the background somewhere. Um, yeah. So whatever you try to, whatever new habits and behaviors you try to sort of stimulate and and um support it, it it's it's really hard it's mm. really really hard i think because everyone is an individual with their own individual behaviors anyway um 
but yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, we might see more of that kind of um, yeah incident occurrence. I don't know. Yeah, situation. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so where are we putting these ones? Ugly. <laughs> Yeah. This is really ugly. Maybe we've yeah. been a bit too harsh on the other ones. <laughs> Should we, we bring fine dining back out? And fine dining. Put that somewhere else. Fine dining's looking pretty good right now. It right? is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's right, guys. We've been far too harsh. <laughs> because, because I'm just rethinking this decision. At least this person is actually like making an effort to, yeah. to have a culture and do things, even though it's very um, breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. A bit of Tiffany's didn't actually hurt anyone. No, that is true. That That's is true. Audrey. That is true. <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's put it in. Yeah. Let's in, let's go for it. Let's put it in good. You know, let's put it in good. Yeah, it's, let's it's, put that in good. Actually, I have. I feel quite ashamed of myself now. <laughs> you just want to know who it is, so you can go to these fine dining experiences, don't you? <laughs> yes, I'm not sure they want me there, but I'll be like, mm, do you have a vegetarian menu? <laughs> Gluten-free, please. No, I won't do that. I will have to vegetarian menu, but that's And by the sounds of it, he might be like, no, Amy, you're having the foie gras? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be like, absolutely not. I will not be eating them. And here's a list of reasons why you shouldn't either. Thank you, Angela. You're like, you're fine. Get out. You, my friend, are very annoying. (laughs) Please. Amazing. Okay, should we? Are you ready for the next one? Yes, yes. Okay, so this one says My boss is incredibly supportive and was throughout the lockdowns of 2020. But the trouble is, there's the big boss, and then there's always those second tier managers who take their power far too seriously. (laughs) During lockdown, our boss emailed the entire company requesting that we keep meetings to a minimum. And in most cases, only have them if they're entirely necessary, as she was aware of the Zoom fatigue and that they can be most unproductive. Great boss. However, my manager decided to follow up this round robin email to our team directly, telling us that this is not how she works and she would expect our team to continue having two meetings per day. Oh. This person needs therapy, is all I can say. (laughs) no tell me i'm wrong this person needs therapy so true psychopath i i'm just quite shocked that they would go so brazenly like directly against what the big boss has just said it's just like what okay especially well i'm presuming they didn't bother you know having a chat with the big boss about that or anything i'm just like bang no no i'm not doing that Oof, two hours on the let's get you two hours on the zoom come on uh hmm, yeah no i just what is that about i don't i don't i genuinely don't understand that why why no, what is going I on don't. there yeah that that's definitely like a control trying yeah. to like claw onto the last speck of control <laughs> <laughs> This is my claw action. Um, this is what they're doing, like having that, like you said, like the last bit of control. No, we are absolutely not doing this. I don't. So what they're saying is, a, I myself actually don't like following instructions. Yes. However, I do expect you to follow mine. And yeah. B, I actually like being really unproductive because no one needs two meetings a day for the sake of it. No, right. Yeah, all that's wrong. that's the that's the really bizarre bit. It's just like this blanket rule all of a sudden. It's like what 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 regardless of all else, we have to have two meetings a day. Okay, sure. Yeah, no worries. I'll put <laughs> Can my I have the agenda in advance. <laughs> yeah. Uh no. What do, I what is that about? Yes, yeah, control, isn't it? I guess. It's just like oh Yes. This reminds almost... me of when right, Lizzie and I used to work together. <laughs> We had a client that rhymes. No, I'm not going to do the rhymes with. But we had a we had a client that um used to make her team. Do you remember Lizzie? Like she would 
Yeah, yeah the, her, her team had an Excel spreadsheet and every single hour her team were expected mm -hmm. to write down what they had achieved in the hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. I okay. Think. Oh, I feel sick. And I we were sick. all at a time like, excuse me? <laughs> what? Mm. I mean, this person, um, it didn't come as a surprise at all. No. Um, so, was, you know, did... did did this 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 person ever review what you wrote and come back to you with with kind of feedback about your performance? And was it just like document your 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 sixty minutes? You know, and and I don't know. That sounds a bit stasi, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I don't know. She she was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear, no, no, that's bad. This is like as this person sounds nuts. They're like the quintessential um, micromanagers, aren't they? Mm. it's like this is a part like a quintessential micromanager who's almost yeah. you know because they're not in the office and able to kind of peer and just like keep an eye on everyone all the time and breathe down their necks yes like, right how do i continue making sure yeah my presence is, a, is out <laughs> yeah this is a trust issue this is it's like i can't see oh, you at yeah. the coal, i can't see you at the coal face therefore you can't you're not you might you can't be digging you know yeah uh no, this is like my when my when my when my kids used to put their hands in front of their eyes and say, "I, you, you, I can't see you. You're not there." Well, no, you can't see me, but I am still here. It's like it's no, I don't know. I haven't gone away. It's like I'm, 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 I'm still stood. Yeah, no, this is not. Yeah, hear, hear my voice. This is this is this yeah. is me being here in front of you. Like, the thing is with all of that, it's like if you set someone. If you agree an objective with someone and then they didn't achieve the objective, there is your measure of that. Well, okay, the, the objective hasn't been achieved. And then it's like, well, okay, talk me through it. How, how, how come? How, you know, why not? And, it, it, you know, it doesn't automatically mean a bad thing. It's just like, you don't need to be watching people all the time. What is that about? Good God. Oh, oh no. Imagine oh. being that person on their team. Mm. Oh, was it yeah it said she was the manager she yeah because you just Being feel so anxious yeah, wouldn't you yeah. like oh god like what you know what am I going to say in this meeting what's going to I can imagine it is that culture of fear yeah and that's that is terrible that's a terrible terrible place to be yeah I don't have anxiety but I have anxiety discussing this <laughs> workplace <laughs> that's you have situational anxiety yeah. yeah this is actually I have to give some of um credit now to, to Schmoke who I used to work for with the fizzy drink manufacturer Marty um when I, I, I think I only met my boss about four times in in the year and that was it you know we'd, we'd stay in touch by phone or or email or whatever um, we had our targets and you know, like go go off there you go have you got the right tools do you know what you're doing yeah yeah that's fine give me a ring if you don't okay and that was it and then you know she'd check in occasionally uh, but that was it it was great you know it yeah. was kind of trust and your results in a way sort of spoke spoke for your your performance and you know they wouldn't breathe down your neck if you didn't hit your target it, it was just like talk me through it how how come what what are the reasons and what can we do to to make sure that you, you do hit target next time. You know, it was, it was a very proactive kind of constructive culture in that respect. So, but mm. yeah, this is, oh no, this is just, oh, well, can we say ugly? Is it ugly? I don't know. It is, I feel like I, this is beyond ugly. Beyond. <laughs> this, what's, what's more than like, this can actually go to the depths of hell. We this. don't want any more of this. <laughs> This person is Satan themselves. So, Am I going a bit too far? Probably. No. Will I do it again? Absolutely. No. This yeah. We need a new bad. category, I think. Maybe you've got to have good, bad, and ugly and something else. Just like off the chart. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, this Hell. is just so bad. Yeah. I think Hard I think day. as well to have the audacity when the big boss has been like, look, let's keep, you know, has been trying to be really considerate about everyone. And she's just gone, no. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's not even discussion about it. Hi, hi, team. What will work for you? Will this work for you? Do you want two hour meetings? Is it what you know? It's just, yeah. It's it's top down 
dictatorialism is that a word it's dictatorship it is now now. (laughs) (laughs) we like it it's staying millions of lizzie's listeners will be googling that word as we speak now (laughs) because no it's not a word is it a (laughs) (laughs) dictatorialist that's what it is that's it yeah it's silly it's silly it's silly and dictatorial that's what it is it's going to hell and it's silly it's going to hell that's it yeah we can go yeah or going to church what's going to church what does that mean no that's something else isn't it that's take me take take me to church no that's something else forget it just stick with hell stick with hell Oh my gosh, amazing. We're either going to hell or church, I think, is what we've just... They need to wash away all this. This person needs confession. Yes. 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 Or maybe a stake through the heart for being a culture vampire. Yeah. yeah. Confession first, then therapy. If that fails, stake through the heart. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say fairer than that, can you? I mean... (laughs) You know, that's like enough, a three step. There's not enough sage in the there's world not... for this person. <laughs> just... Wow, we really went in there. Oh. Yeah, no, got... nobody likes a micromanager, do they? Oof. Oh God, no. no, no, no. Brings brings out everyone in a in a rash. I think that does. Yeah. Okay, so next one. Here we go. Let's see what this one's got. We have got. Dun dun dun. Okay, I love how this one is about another email. There's a lot of emails going around at the moment. Email warriors. Email warriors, here we go. So again, during lockdown, we received an email from our CEO telling us all how to take regular breaks, make sure we get our steps up and keep our BMIs down. Now on the face of this, it may sound really thoughtful and considered. But when you also think that we have a large amount of staff who are disabled, who can't physically walk, you can see where my problem lies. I wanted to confront her about this and tell her how ableist her email was. But being honest, I didn't want to be labelled as that employee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there you go. That says it all, doesn't it? That, that employee. That's, that's 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 where we are, isn't it? You know, if you... If you say boo to the goose, if you rock the boat, if you, what is it? What's the other one? Apple cart. There was a fruit metaphor in there somewhere. Um, fruit. I've got lots of time for fruit-based metaphors. I love a fruit-based metaphor. Can you just make up your own though for the purpose of this podcast? Yes. Make up your own. <laughs> don't don't upset the aubergine uh, wheelbarrow. <laughs> that, we'll have that. Don't. don't upset. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, no, it's just like, oh dear. But I, I, it kind of, I think actually that's how I feel about it. Oh dear, you know, it's it's a bit like, oh, for crying out loud, is is this just is this CEO, um, well, frankly, out of touch and, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it it kind of, it it reminds me of watching Carry On films, you know, and I I still see them on on Sky for God's sake. Other TV shows stations are available. Uh, <laughs> I still see them. Like, why are they broadcasting this stuff? You know, it's, I mean, it was funny like 30 years ago when it was, well, whatever it was, but it's like, it's not appropriate now. It really isn't. And mm. I think they, 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 again, top down, right? Top down. Mm, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I, I think, I, I don't think we could be too harsh in one sense though on, on CEOs or, or senior managers. Um, in, in a sense, because I think there's often an expectation for them to have all the answers. Yeah. And and maybe they feel like they should have all the answers. Um, and maybe our culture is, 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 you know, facilitating that or encouraging that in some way. Whereas actually um, perhaps we need to do the reverse and, and, and ask everybody else to, to help us find the answers mm. um, and take that approach from it. And in that, in, in that way, you know, senior managers and, the CEOs are the facilitators of finding the answer um, and, and the most skilled people to, to have a, finding that answer. But it, it, it comes from everybody. Everyone, I think, perhaps should be accountable and responsible for finding those answers. Because otherwise, it, it, you know, however well-intentioned, it just sometimes 
these kind of emails turn into a bit of a reinforce this them and us kind of culture or, or perspective yeah. you know in a workforce oh here comes the next diktat from the boss kind of thing um and actually i, I just don't think that that's helpful isn't it's not i don't know it it, it, it just exp- yeah puts too much pressure on um the senior managers to, to have those answers when when how can they you know and, yeah. and, and actually what goodness i would never set myself up for that it's like i need to ask everybody else to tell me what the answer is and that's it's like i've only got one brain but if we ask everyone else that's like 20 or 30 or 50 or a thousand brains like you know i don't know amy come on what what have you got what have you got for us come on tell us i have it i have a few thoughts on it as we all knew before i opened my mouth i have some (laughs) i have some things to say about this but I, i do agree with you leon what you just said so the first thing I hate the email. I hate everything about the email that was sent. I think it's dull. I think it's uninventive. I think that it actually lacks any real meaning or value because, hey, kids, don't forget, keep your BMI down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Keep my BMI down first. What is my BMI? Yeah. (laughs) How do I work this out? The gym shut, boots is like cordoned everything off. How do I know what my BMI is to keep it down? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Right, that's number one. <laughs> number two, if someone actually wanted to keep their BMI weight, fat percentage, whatever it is you want to keep down, they're like, do you know what? I'm actually feeling really low. Like I'm not motivated at all to get out. Mm. Can you help me with that? Are they going to help them with that? Mm, I'm going to say no, is my Mm. initial. And I do agree with you that they are, there is expectations that CEOs or senior managers um, should have all the answers. But I feel like a lot of people in that position, um, again, I don't know if scared is the right answer, but are scared to be like, do you know what? I actually don't know. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. And it's almost like it's seen as a weakness or a failure mm. to say, I really don't know that. Like, hold your hand up and, and just admit it and be like, but I am going to, I'm going to try and find the answer for you. I'm going to try and find a solution. Do you have, like you, like you said, Lee, like, do you have any suggestions? Mm. Mm. But this is where the bullshit starts because <laughs> people are like, oh shit, you know, I actually don't know. I'm just going to say no. Or, you know, and just give this like this false pretense and like this false answer, but it's mm. just words. It's very management speak. This is what this email mm. reminds me of. It's, it's, it mm. lacks any real value between the message, no, with the message that's being yeah. given. So, yeah, they don't have all the answers. They're just yeah. human people at the end of the day, also trying to navigate through the pandemic with so much on their shoulders. Mm. It's okay not to have all the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like break yeah. that kind of preconception and say to people, I don't know, because I think that people would actually respect that mm. a lot more than being given this really bland blanket response or yeah. approach. Yeah. So I can understand where the problem lies, but I think that we do need more leaders who have the mindset of, no, I really don't know everything. And I, one of my clients mm. is actually that person. And he's really, really considered in what he says and the way that he runs his business. And he all the time holds his hand up and says, I actually made a mistake there or I was wrong mm. to do that. I was wrong to say it. And I have so much respect for him. that mm. like, it mm. is so refreshing. Um, but yeah, this, I think this email that's gone out is so toxic. And I bet a lot of those went out throughout the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you um, uh, say then if, if the email had said instead, just one line that said, how can we help you get through this? What yeah. can we do for you? Or what can we do for you? Something to that effect, you know? I think that's a far more authentic approach. Mm, and mm. one that is like truly asking, how mm. can we help you? 
Mm. I mean, I would have gone back with the, such a long list. Uh, can I have childcare? Can I have a case of Prosecco <laughs> delivered every week? <laughs> That's how I'm going to get through this. But even if it was like, you know what? I think I've got this right now. I might come back to you later. It is open up those lines of communication. Yeah. I think rather than keep your BMI down. Yeah. It's, it's, it, and, and what if you actually needed to raise it? I mean, you know, yeah. like, uh, how, how, what are you, uh, I don't know, are you a doctor? Are you, should you it's be like, giving out medical it's advice? Like, it's like they've read the government website of like how to like, you know, prevent COVID, keep your steps up, get fresh yeah. air, keep your BMI down. You know, it's like they've just copied and pasted from the government healthcare website oh and just kind of tweaked it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Or are they talking about the British Midland Airways? What's it, is it BMI? Is that the airline? No. <laughs> it's like how do you keep your keep your planes grounded, people? Keep them grounded, grounded. <laughs> don't, don't let me see those planes up in the air. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I think I've gone away from the ableist side of this as well. Yes. No, you're right. Yes, we did. We drifted. Which, yeah. I think, again, but it's just that blanket approach, like, shit, we need to get something out. You know, I call Motherland. Do you watch Motherland? (laughs) You know, Judy, that PR, she's all like, shit, 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 I need to get something out. Oh, think. Fine, right, got it. And just type something. They're like, yes, tick that box. Got it. (laughs) And everyone in the company is going, what? (laughs) What was that? And no one knows. And yeah. it's just nonsense. Yeah. I think yeah. humility, it sounds like, Amy, you're you're looking well, not that you're just looking for. I'm look I look for that in yeah. in, in, in anybody actually. Um you know, and certainly from people in positions of authority um and responsibility. Um because I, I certainly don't any longer expect anyone in, in positions of authority to have all the answers. I've you know, but I, I appreciate not everyone perhaps, you know, has has that view. But um certainly humility it's like yeah i don't i don't know um but you know let's find out and yeah you know if it's going to make a difference let's do something about it and And letting other people play to their strengths because i bet if you ask people how can Mm. we help you through this you Mm. get some fantastic ideas they Mm. can actually just be rolled out across you know across a company or across a team that you really need fresh perspective, I think, all the time. It's so important to have other people's ideas and perspective on things because that's how great ideas are really mm. born. Mm. Mm. And mm. unless you're asking those questions, and it's not because you don't want to ask because you think you are right. It's perhaps people don't want to ask because they 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 think that they should have all the answers, you know, and now they're letting people down by don't. Of course mm. you don't. Mm. That you're you're one human person. Mm. You're like mm. one person that have all the ideas. That's why yeah. you have a team. Yeah. Yeah. And teams are there. Like you have. Okay, I know that we're trying to like get rid of this. I can't say the word. Hierarchical. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> But a team is there not only to be supported from the top down, but the bottom up as well. Yeah. yeah totally. And that's how it should yeah. work. But it, mm. it still doesn't work. And this, I think, is a really classic example of people, mm. like, trying to tick a box to say, oh, support it. Yeah, yeah, we've done this. Yeah, I've done support now. Um, like, on to the yeah. next. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't meaningful support. It was just doing it because they think they should do. Turn it on mm. its head. And that company, I bet, would have had some cracking ideas that they could have taken forward forever. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So where are we placing this in the bins then, guys? What what one are we putting it in, do we think in? I don't know. It is quite ugly, but I don't I don't feel like it was a malicious No. Yeah. I think it was someone trying to navigate through things in a really, really difficult Daisy. time. That was a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we have an uh, yeah, like the the oh dear. What oh god. <laughs> yeah, the oh dear box. <laughs> And the, the rubbing of the forehead, and it's like, okay, all right, <laughs> let's just let's try and just quietly ignore that email and just get on with what we were doing before. Uh, <laughs> what are the options? 
well previously we had good bad ugly but we're kind of we're, we're broadening this segment we've got like going to hell now i feel and we've got yes. the average in between nonsense. good and bad nonsense yeah and the yeah the idea bucket yeah um no i, I think they're probably well intentioned but it's just you know poorly like, executed yeah poorly yeah. poorly thought through and poorly executed um but yeah um have we got time for one more, Lizzie, or not? Are we, are we... We're going to go with one more. Let's, let's, okay. let's bat one more out the out the ball, and then yeah, we'll we'll wrap up. So this is I'll choose one last one. Um, I'll just go with this one. So this one says, Lizzie, where do I begin? Oh dear. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. <laughs> when the COVID chaos hit, my company were probably the very last ones to let people go home. And instead, we were all put on this strange rotor to minimise he would be in the office at one time. I'd like to add that what we do as a company is not an emergency, and we are certainly not key workers. And if we had laptops, our work could easily be done from home. Anyway, one day, our internet went completely down just an hour before closing time. Rather than just let everyone go home and be done for the day, our boss insisted on finding us paperwork to fill in the time. Oh my god! Oh, for oh. everyone's benefits, everyone's heads are in their hands. <laughs> A little bit of sick just came up to the back of my throat. Then as well. Who's doing paper? It's twenty fucking twenty one. Who has? <laughs> I don't even have a printer at home. Like, <laughs> in our old office, data fine. There we go. I've said it. We didn't even have a printer. We didn't have a printer. And that was um, 2000 yeah. what? 18? 18? No, before that. 2017. Pioneers. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. I'm already furious. <laughs> we need a bucket. We need a furious bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, I mean, all of that. It's just, again, it's just dictatorialist and, and control um, freakery and... and for goodness sake, you know, like, really? Uh, it baffles me that people still think like this. Like, I just oh feel like... Seriously, it's one of those moments, like, no one cares. No one cares if you go home an hour early. Because let's be honest, if you have good people, which I'm sure they do, mm. they're going to, you know, the, the productivity's there. Who works properly past four, half four anyway? Not me. So, <laughs> because I think, like, when you get started, I'm going to, like, make, paddle Amy, make up for that comment that you just said. Um, like, when you get started in your day, you're full of life, you're full of vigor, like, you know, you're going to get stuff done and you work mm. so, so hard. I work so, so hard for the first two hours of my day. So, so by, you know, by that time, you're kind of running out of ideas, running out of steam. Perhaps you're planning for the next day. But that's fine. That can be done in the morning anyway. Mm. This mm. is nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. A nonsense bucket. Yeah, nonsense forward slash furious bucket. That's what we'll have. It's, it is, it's just, yeah, so what I'm getting, Amy, is two hours in the morning for you. It counts for four hours in the afternoon, 100%. basically. Do you know what? I'm going to rectify that. Counts versus six hours. That's for six. Wow, you are so productive. Oh, my God. I am so productive. (laughs) I actually have two keyboards that I'm firing away on separately. That's how productive I am. Oh, God, no, this reminds me of that. What is it? What's the difference between... um, yeah, being busy and being productive. This is a yes. classic example. Yeah, of, yeah. I've got to keep people busy. Got to keep people busy. Yeah, but but yeah. what have you asked them to yeah. do? Is it actually necessary? Is it going to make any difference to the output and to the quality of the output or to the quality of service you deliver to your, to your clients? Is it going to make any meaningful difference whatsoever other than satisfy you that you are somehow in control? Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Mm, well, we pay you for seven and a half hours a day, and you've only done six and a half. So, yeah, that's yeah. fucking hour. Like, don't don't pay me for an hour. I'd rather not be paid for an hour. One hour. Yeah, I'm terrible yeah. at maths. I don't know what the average salary take home <laughs> is. I bet it's nothing, to be honest. I bet it's yeah. absolutely worthless. So, 
Hmm. And also, if you were like, do you know what, guys? Go home for the rest of the day, it's fine. They'd be thrilled. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like me, go. they'd work <laughs> for two hours of the day. Yeah. And then get six hours worth of work done. Yeah. It is It is just that sad, sad, like, control, like, control freak nature like what is it who where are these people being created yeah i think it's just a leg a lot of it i think is i spoke to you lizzie about this before a lot of it i think Mm. is a legacy of that you know the factory mindset yeah um where quite literally you know the the more people you have in the factory churning out more widgets per hour the more you can sell the more profit you you know more profit you can make um it's a numbers game in in that sense but you know in a service economy it's like it's not doesn't work like that you know, not, there's just no living logic anymore for it no, to exist. No, yeah. no, no, nonsense. Nonsense forward slash furious bucket for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> AKA ugly. The ugly bucket. That's what this is going in. This I would is just, just like to. Annoying. It's just really annoying. Yeah. And I just. Yeah, and that, that's what, that would be the parting sentiment of all those people who, 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 who left that day. It's like, oh, well, that was a waste of time. How annoying was that? Yeah. It's like, why would you want to leave your employees with that as their parting thought, yeah. you know, in readiness for the next day? It's like, you Actually, know what? No, I feel like, and maybe I'm just making things up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Disclaimer. But I feel like a lot of businesses that in the, um, maybe not a lot, maybe some <laughs> businesses, because, you know, they kept their staff and they, they kept on going, they got this kind of, losing words now is the end of the day but they you know almost like well you should be grateful to have a job with us look how many people don't have a job in this pandemic like you should actually be really really grateful that we're still employing you so sorry Mm. sorry if you don't like it now I think a lot of companies are going to have a big big shock because the job market is buoyant now like there's so many great positions coming up all the time Mm. Mm. great salaries mm. these people are seriously going to struggle because a lot of these stories are obviously going around unfortunately we can't name and shame which i would love <laughs> i would seriously love a to be like never work for this company myself <laughs> and b no one else that i know love or ever remotely came in contact to or connected with ever don't work for them but it's just such a shame because mm. it's just so outdated, isn't it? And just so yeah. draconian and like in its approach is, and it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. They've missed an opportunity. I think there that, that person has anyway. I mean, it might not be reflective of the, was it the boss Lizzie, did you say, or the the, the manager, you know, like was Something it the, like the big that, boss yeah. or the manager? So it was just, it, they just put the company. So just rather than letting everyone go, they just said, you need to do paperwork. <sighs> Oh, whatever. Paperwork. I, I don't even know where I start with paperwork. <laughs> if someone said to me, can you do some paperwork? Yeah. I'd be like, what's paperwork? What is paperwork? I just wouldn't know where to start. Origami, that's where you start with paperwork. <laughs> that's that's where you start with that. Make what me a flower out of this piece of A4 paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a swan. Make me one of those game things, like with numbers, you know, that school children play with. Yes. Like, oh do that. I hope yeah. some people, I hope some people, or all people in that situation, wasted the last <laughs> yeah. hour of the day. I hope they just did bullshit things like origami. Yeah. Also, it's called. You've um, just offended the entire origami <laughs> and, uh, so community, sorry. Amy. What I meant is paper airplanes. <laughs> I hope that they all made paper airplanes and then had a competition to see who could throw it the furthest because. That is a better yeah. use of time than doing paperwork. <laughs> oh, my heart goes out to these people who are in these companies because I just, I think I'm officially unemployable. Well, especially after this episode. Anyway. You're unemployable I'm... in those companies, maybe, but there are, you know. <laughs> I've just admitted to doing two hours of work a day. I'm definitely unemployable. <laughs> Lizzie, edit all of those bits out. 
Oh my gosh. I just, but I think, I think you're right, Amy. I think there's going to be a bit of a max mass exodus. If people don't get caught up in all this fear mongering that happens a lot in the media, um, mm. you know, I think there's going to be a bit of a, an exodus of people because I think, you know, especially over the past year, I've, I've heard of a lot of people wanting to go either freelance or work for themselves mm. or mm. change jobs or, I think there's been like a bit of a wake up call to go, why am I putting up with this? Life's too bloody short. Mm. Um, and yeah, some, some people will, will take the leap, I think. And uh, it might, yeah, surprise some companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And the more, the more that the, um, we hear about, I think the media has got a really important role to play because it's, if, if the more we hear about companies that do things differently, yeah. Um, the more it kind of normalizes doing those diff things, you know, those different things, um, and how much more attractive they can be, you know, and mm. um, even you know, my my current company that I work for, my my, my manager, um, turned around to me and said, look, you know, if if thirty seven and a half hours a week isn't working for you, just tell me what you want to work, mm. all right, and 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 tell me when you want to work, right, yeah. as long as the team knows. Um, and you can communicate with everybody what you're doing when you're available, when you're not available, mm-hmm. then there's no problem, right? Just yeah. crack on that's and do your work. That's the way to do it. That is um, the way to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. You know, that it's, but until you start hearing that, you know, out there mm-hmm. in, in the crowd and, and from everybody else, um, you can sometimes think that you're sort of alone or that that's not the right thing to be doing or that somehow, yeah. you know, different equals bad and it's not. You know, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for being part of this episode. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope everyone who's sent in their confessions is happy with our results <laughs> that we've, we've shared. <laughs> um, and yeah, I really appreciate everyone who's contributed to this episode and for trusting us with your stories. And apologies if we didn't get round to yours. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to Lee and Amy. Thanks oh, thank you, Lizzie. It was, it was a pleasure. Cheers. It's great. You've been listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast, with me, your host, Lizzie Benton. If you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.